0: hey welcome once again it's been a long time coming but we are back uh hopefully for a while at least uh so let's get right into it as always i'm scott
1: and i'm brad and this is not about us
0: All right, hey, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, for those of you who have been following us, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. You know I want to apologize. I, I keep track of the dates that when we actually record these. And the last time we recorded uh, one from from Genesis, I'm not sure about everything else. Uh, but one of one of these uh, was September 17th of last year. And the one before that was July 2nd. So since July 2nd, we've only recorded one of these Genesis podcasts. So hey, I, I apologize. I just want to say really quickly, um, you know, we, we, we said it before, life got in the way. <laughs> uh, Brad has two wonderful little kids uh, that are just awesome. But, you know, man, they take a lot of time and effort and it's it's fun <laughs> I I don't hang out with him nearly as much as he does. <laughs> uh but really quick on that note, I don't want to get too deep into it here, but I just want to say personally I've already talked to Brad about this, but I just felt that the 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 gap right here, the time we've spent off God's been working with me on a lot and I feel that for myself, I can I can't speak for Brad on this, but for myself there was a reason We took so much time off and God had to deal with me on several things. Um, One of which was the fact that these podcasts and these Bible studies that I do, I kind of feel like I had gotten to the point where I was just, oh, it's time for another one. Okay, I got to prepare for that. And I wasn't, I had kind of lost that hunger of just knowing God. And I, I, So I've gone through kind of a personal revival in the last month or two that Uh, It has been wonderful for me, but uh, I apologize to you for that, because, you know, if that's the reason, if God said, hey, you need to back off, and you need to get your heart back in line, you know what, that was my fault that my heart got out of line in the first place. So, anyway, we're back with this one, hopefully more soon, uh, but let's go on. So, One of the cool things about having stuff online is even though we've been away for months, for you, you can you know you could have watched the one previous to this just a minute ago. So Literally, because it only got uploaded today. Oh really?
1: (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh I didn't know that. Yeah, you had one more that hadn't been uploaded and it just got uploaded.
0: Oh, that's so that's the one from September? Yep. Oh, well there you go. (laughs) See this is how much I know about these things. But anyway uh, we're on Genesis 6.18. So I'm going to go right into this. And as always, I'm in the Hebraic Roots version, unless I say otherwise. So Genesis 6.18 says, But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark. Pardon me. You and your sons, and your wife, and your sons' wives with you. So that's it, Genesis six eighteen. But there's some really cool stuff in here, and I've had six months to go over it, so I better have something. <laughs> uh, but which again is kind of neat because some of the stuff that I'm going to bring up, it's like it's only been recently, as I kind of re-reviewed this, that uh, that I've discovered some some things. Which again makes me think: if I stopped right now and said, "Now nah, I'm done with this. I'm going to go back to Genesis one one and start all over," how much would be brand new? Right. That I I why didn't I see that the first time? You know what I mean? Uh, so that it just blows my mind, and it again and reinforces with with me. I it's my belief. I, I won't say you can find it in the Bible or there's scripture verse here to back it up. It's just my personal belief. I think when we get to heaven, we're going to spend a hundred years, 200 years on the glory and, and uh, of just a single verse. Yeah. You know, I, and, I, and I, and that's probably short selling it by a long shot. I just think we have all of eternity to just dig into this amazing, uh, the word of God, uh, in this way and see everything he put into it. But I digress. Genesis 6.18, but I will establish my covenant with you and you shall come into the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. Now, the first thing that grabbed me, just jumped out at me right away, was this word covenant. For whatever reason, that word stood out and I just felt like that was the most significant word here. But beyond that, another thing in my initial, just read through that jumped out at me I'm really going to get into covenant. So something else that was kind of brief, really right here. He says, I will establish my covenant with you. He's talking directly to Noach. And he says, I'm going to establish my covenant with you. Now, everyone else is going to be blessed as a result of that. But he's not talking to Noach's family. He's talking directly to Noah or Noah in Western civilization. So everyone else is blessed through Noah by being brought onto the ark. But it's Noah specifically, that's singular, that God is talking to here. And I thought that was very important. Uh, God does not say, I'm blessing you and your family. I'm blessing all of you. He's specifically saying to Noah. And I believe it's because Noah uh, is a a Christ-like figure in this set of circumstances. I believe he is a representation of Yeshua to come. And and so there is specifically uh, this... this, He's singling Noah out for a reason. And everyone else is going to be blessed because of him. right? And I think that's a big part of it. So... But anyway. Again... I'm going back. Genesis 6-9 kind of just reaffirms this. But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. Again, it does not say Noah and his family. Uh, Now, that made me think. We don't hear a lot about Noah's family. Um, God is specifying Noah has found grace. Noah, I will establish my covenant with you. Is... Is his family just as evil as the rest of the world? Is his family messed up? We don't know. Because, I, you know, going to Sunday school and growing up, I kind of had this idea that Noah was a righteous man. Or Noah, that I would have called him. Noah was a righteous man. And his family were probably pretty good, too. I mean, they're raised by Noah. And you have this Sunday school idea of just kind of one big happy family. Right. And we don't know that. I mean, we really don't. Uh, what, were, what was Noah's family like? Uh, We kind of just guess because of who Noah is. But does the Bible really say anywhere? You know, I mean, we go on after the flood. We see a little bit more from his kids and and some events that have happened at that point. But that's after this whole experience. We don't know what they're like right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I assume that the environment around them, it's hard to get away from that. Yeah. I'm sure they they respect their, their father. But at the same time, the culture around them, very similar to what we have nowadays, the culture around us is very negative, very going the opposite direction it should. Yeah. But there are probably some parents out there that are still respected by their children, even if they don't always, you know,
0: yeah, listen
1: uh, mm-hmm. to
0: the wisdom that they have. So so that just made me think, I don't know what state his kids are in. I'm not going to surmise. I'm, I'm just, the only reason I bring it up is we cannot assume that they were great people like Noah, we cannot assume that they were evil. They could have been anywhere on the spectrum, and we shouldn't just right. impose our our thoughts and our agendas upon that family. I guess is what I'm is all I'm trying to say. Is it just kind of it kind of made me reevaluate the whole family? Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: No, it makes total sense.
0: Okay, but now we do see further on. I'm skipping ahead. Noah. God will establish a covenant with Noah and his seed. And we'll get into that a little later. But again, this is after the flood. They've gone through the flood experience. They could have been changed by it if they were uh, uh, evil or, or bad or, or malicious in any way, or they could have been decent people. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go on for now. So again, I latched on to covenant. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk about covenant and I'm gonna talk about the word establish. Uh, together. Uh, I'll start with Covenant. Now Covenant is Strong's Concordance number 1285. One, two, eight, five. Uh, and it's hopefully pronounced Berith. Once again, I apologize to anyone who speaks native Hebrew. If I'm slaughtering the language, I'm sorry. But I believe it's pronounced Berith. Now, it means a compact, a confederacy, a covenant, a league. So it's joining together, right? You. W- is that what you would think of with the word covenant? Pretty much. Yeah. Now the thing that jumped out at me right here is in the definition of the word itself. See, I stopped there, but there's more to the definition. It says it is made by passing between pieces of flesh. Right. Now, I have, I've heard, you know, I know a lot of stories where the passing between pieces of flesh is a prominent part of the covenant happening at the time. But I have to say, I saw that and I didn't realize it was integral to a covenant. I thought that was just like a very extreme covenant or the highest type of covenant. But like like when we decided to do this podcast, you and me, we just kind of went, you want to do it? Yeah, I'm in. Okay, to me, I thought that was a covenant. We both kind of entered into an agreement and we were we were together on this. Right? I know, it was really weird when I had to return the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have this idea of... Okay, I'm from the United States of America, so you have kind of this Wild West in, in our history, and there's lots of movies that I grew up with. You know, you, you see the cowboy spit in his hand, yeah. and the other cowboy spits in his, and they grab hands, and they lock in. All right, that's an agreement, but, oh my goodness, if you take a knife, and you cut your hand, yeah. and the other guy cuts his, so the blood intermingles, and you shake hands that way, oh my goodness, that... Oh, that's a blood oath. You know, I mean, in the, in the you know, the fictional Wild West uh, movie idea, you know, that we have. And to sure. me, kind of covenant fell into that category. You could have the passing between feet pieces of flesh covenant. Oh my gosh, that's serious. But you could have a covenant. What's like, you want to? Yeah, I want to. Okay, let's do it. And no big deal. And I'm realizing, no, that's not covenant a covenant to really truly have covenant it requires the passing between the pieces of flesh and that installed just a new reverence and a new understanding for this word there is much there's something much deeper in a covenant than there is in just a casual agreement and i was relating covenant to pretty much anything where two people just came together and did something.
1: Right. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. It's making me reevaluate what I thought of it, too.
0: So, I mean, it's just—it's a part of the definition. You cannot have covenant without passing between pieces of flesh. Now, this word covenant, 1285, again, Strong's Concordance, comes from 1262, Barah, which means to select to render clear and to manifest. So this is a good, you know, this this means, hey, you're, you're choosing out of the crowd and you're making things known, you're revealing truth. Uh, so this is a good idea, entering into a covenant with God. It's like we're being selected out from the crowd and truths are being made known to us. When, when you know, the Bible says, you know, the things of God are foolishness to a man. We're seeing things for the way they really are, the way the world cannot see them. It, it It's a very unique perspective, uh, being with the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Spirit reveal truth to you, uh, when you realize the world is looking at the same circumstances and not seeing what you're seeing. And this is a part of the covenant. But I skipped. There was like... There were six words, and I chose every other every other definition there. Here's the other definitions uh, of bara, which which this word covenant comes from. To feed, to eat, and to give meat. Mm. So now we go right back to the passing between pieces of flesh. And it's like it's almost like it's saying the passing between the pieces of flesh requires like a feast to happen in some way. Right. You know, and I know that has a big part of of covenant uh, in, in the Eastern world, you know, Western world, we don't have this same idea of covenant and I wish we did. Uh, But we, we don't have, as I'm proving to you here by the, you know, my finding out different things about this, but it's, Again, we just come back to this uh, passing between pieces of flesh is such an integral part of this whole thing. Anything before I go on?
1: I'm just (laughs) reevaluating.
0: Okay. Now, another thing I want to point out real quick here before I get into the word picture for covenant is God says he will establish my covenant. He does not say that he will establish a covenant. Covenant there's a big difference there between those two and God chose his words carefully my indicates possession If I if I come to you and I say uh, I have a word from you for you Uh, Would you you know that could be from anyone that could be anything Uh, I have a word of knowledge. I have a word of encouragement. I have whatever it could be a, a trite little expression I found on a greeting card But if I say, Brad, I give you my word, this is going to happen. That's personal and intimate. Right. There's a difference. When God says he will establish my covenant, it indicates possession. The covenant is God's. Now, the covenant has not been established yet. It hasn't been created. And yet God is acting like it already exists. Because he exists outside of time. The plan of salvation has already happened. To God, he's already at the end. He's at the end of the book. It's all done. So God is saying, you cannot possess something that does not exist. So the cool thing about this is that to God, the covenant already exists right. at this point. Noah, in his timeline, is simply going to enter into it. So it's not, he will establish his covenant with Noah uh, at a future time in Noah's timeline, but it's God says it's my covenant. It already exists to him. Right. So that that was fascinating to me too. Now, the word picture. Beit, resh, yod, tav. I came up with several things for this. And again, I keep coming back to passing between pieces of flesh. The first thing I came up with was Simply, the body of Yeshua, hands on the cross. And that's covenant. That's a word picture for covenant. Uh, Another is the household of the highest purchased on the cross. I mean, these are amazing word pictures for covenant. But uh, another one here that I really like, I mean, I love those that I just said, but, but here's a cool one. And I'll tell you why in a second. For his family, Yeshua completed the covenant. Wow. And the reason I like that Mm. is because this is one of those words, covenant, that the word itself is contained within the letters in the word. We've had a few of these before. Right. But tav, the the final letter in this, can mean covenant. So within the word covenant is the word covenant. And to me, those just have like extra emphasis. It's like where two or more come together. It's almost like in the word itself, it's already said twice. Right. So that that just whenever I see that, I'm like, this to me, it jumps out Pay as attention. an important word. Yeah. Now I did find it interesting um that this word is always used as a noun. Because I swear I've heard, you know, I will covenant with you and I am going to covenant, and today I covenant, and, and it's used as a verb. I swear I've heard it that way. Sure. So I'm wondering if I'm misremembering or or if there's a translation that has just changed. You know, there's, there's an English language translation that has just altered it. But I checked through, now correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free, send us texts, send us emails. Tell me if I'm missing something. Um, and I'm going to get into another way that it is used as a verb here in a second, but But this word specifically, uh, Berith, 1285, from what I could see is never used as a verb. And even in, I went back and checked, the definition is a compact, a confederacy, a covenant, a league. It's a noun. It doesn't say, you know, now the, this confederacy, this covenant is made by passing between pieces of flesh to get to that place, but it is a place. It is, a, it is an entity, it is a thing. Person, place, or thing, it is a noun. Uh, and every time, it was, I will establish my covenant. I will have my covenant. My covenant will I, blah, 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 blah. It was always used as a noun, at least in the King James Version. So I'm like, I swear I've heard this used as a verb before. So I went looking elsewhere, I did find Covenant as a verb in Strong's Concordance 37.72. Now, um, the thing about this, I only found it in two verses. Uh, 2 Chronicles 7.18. And again, this is in the King James because that Strong's Concordance connects to the King James. And Haggai 2.5 and I don't have them with me here, but those are the only times I found them as a verb and it's not connected to this one. It's a different word. 3772 is the word call wrath. So I checked this word out and it means to cut off, to cut down, to cut asunder by implication to destroy. And I'm thinking, what does that have to do with covenant? Right. You know, we're talking about covenant coming together, forming a union, a bond, a confederacy, a compact, a league. That's an anti-covenant. This is cutting apart. <laughs> so, again, this is my first reaction as I'm reading this. What We're having to, what in the world's going on? I didn't read the rest of it. Now I'm going to read the rest of it to you. To destroy or consume specifically to covenant. In other words... To make an alliance or bargain by cutting flesh and passing between the pieces. So the verb to get to the noun is you have to cut the pieces of flesh in order to get to that place of covenant. Just reinforcing the verb covenant means you're cutting the flesh. The noun covenant means now we're at this place where we're together. So you have to covenant in order to, to be in covenant. You have to cut the flesh. It, again, it made this so integral to this definition of covenant. The, the, this cutting of flesh, passing between the pieces of flesh. Such an important part. Again, I've seen that before. But again, I kind of had it, well, that's a special type of covenant. No, it's a covenant. You can't have covenant without this. Okay, now I'm gonna to get to establish. And this is Strong's Concordance number six nine six five, and it is the word coom. And I'm just realizing before I move on, do you have anything to say about covenant that we should stop and, and think about that? Or or should I just go on?
1: Well, I was just I was just thinking that the verb. That we have a tendency you read that definition, and my mind went more negative with that word. That doesn't necessarily mean the verb is is negative, but it could be. You could establish a covenant difficulty. Yeah. I mean, it could take debate and uh, you know disagreements, and it could yes. you could hack and hack and hack. Or, no, you're both pretty set on what you want, and you nice and easy cut through the flesh. That that that's all yeah. I was thinking was just how at first I thought that oh, word was very yeah. very, you know ah. Uh, attack and you know just very we negative have,
0: yeah but like in order to get together we have to chop something up violently and right and you know okay yeah i see where you're coming from with that
1: no, that's 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 all it that was popping through my head was just how i how i have a tendency to 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 hear that definition and i kind of just go one way with it not kind of forgetting that words by themselves though important and can have great meaning aren't necessarily good evil positive right negative there's okay. two ways to have a covenant
0: discussion. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, now I see now I see that too. Oh, okay, and that's that. Okay, what you just said there is going to tie into something else that I'm going to say in a little bit, but and and I'm getting a little emotional about that. Oh, so no. I'm going oh, to no. no, that was that was cool. Okay. But um, Okay, I'll go on. Establish Strong's Concordance six nine six five. And you know what? I forgot to say we're recording this Tuesday, April nineteenth, twenty twenty two. I should always say that because of the very fact that these you can be watching them at any time and they could go up at any time.
1: And Scott, this is very important. You you mentioned that you forgot that and I'm just realizing we did not invite him in. Oh
0: my goodness, thank you. But I, I thank you again. Should... Let's do that right now. Thank yes. you so much because that is so important. And uh, we apologize again. This is we're out of practice. And and oh, thank you. And hallelujah. Go ahead, <clears throat> establish this covenant. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: Lord Yahweh, forgive us. Forgive us for that. Uh, you are always, always welcome here. But it's so much better when you are welcomed in. And and please, hallelujah. Please, Lord, forgive us for that. We welcome you in here. We welcome the Spirit in here. We thank you. Got to have you as part of this. We can we can talk and discuss and and figure these things out. But we'll never get anywhere without yeah. the source, without you, without you here with us. We love yeah. you. We are so thankful for you.
0: It has to be you. It
1: has to be. Please, take a seat and be with us in this moment. Help us find the things, the truth that you want us to know, that our listeners want to know. Amen.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. I feel like a fool, and and in one sense, that's a very good thing. Of course. I'm, I'm glad this happened, not in the sense that we we didn't come to you first. I'm so sorry, God. But but in the sense that it just reinforces the fact that we screw up. And, um, um, and please, please don't listen to us. Listen to him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so hallelujah! Thank you.
1: Hallelujah.
0: So, um, for the third time, I guess you wanted me to reinforce this one. <laughs> for the third time, establish Strong's Concordance six nine six five, cum, and it means to rise. Now, it means to rise literally, figuratively, intensive, intensively, and causatively which means it has a wide variety of meanings that can stem from this. Uh, For example, some of them abide, accomplish, confirm, continue, decree, make good, lift up, ordain, perform, pitch, remain, rouse up, set up, stand up, stir up, strengthen, succeed, just to name a few. But they all come from this meaning to rise. Now, so when I thought of that, it occurred to me that another way to say, I will establish my covenant with you is to say, I will rise so that we can be together again. And I just, I appreciated that. Yeah. I'm gonna get into the word picture for this, but something else I wanna say real quick, something that kind of threw me and I wanna throw it out here because I could be getting this wrong and and I wanna be honest about this. So I I wanna leave it up to you to interpret it correctly. Now Strong's Concordance and Bible Hub both say that this word established right here in Genesis 618 correspond to Strong's Concordance 6965. Rise. But Strong's Concordance 6966 is spelled and pronounced exactly the same way. Coom. And its definition means to appoint, to establish, or make. And so I'm like, well, the word is establish. Why doesn't this point to six nine six six? Right now, everyone agrees that it no, it actually points to six nine six five. Again, I don't speak fluent Hebrew. I don't understand grammatically everything about Hebrew. But I get the impression that this is like in an English dictionary. You could have one word with many, many meanings, and what the English dictionary will do is it will say it'll list the word, and beneath that it'll say definition number one. Blah, 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 blah. Definition number two, so on and so on. Definition number three. And it'll go on like that until it runs out of definitions. What I'm wondering is if this is similar to that. This word kum just has has several definitions like that. Definition number one, the most important, the, the primary definition is to rise. Definition number two is to establish, to make, that kind of thing. And I'm wondering if that's what's going on here. I don't know. So that's why I'm throwing it out. So you guys can check it out for yourself. Now, it still connects to this word, which the primary meaning of the word is rise. And I think that has value and has importance, even if it's, no, 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 it should be to establish. Because just like this, I mean, in this word to rise, it means all, It means to rise literally, figuratively, intensively, causatively. So you know uh, many definitions of this word to perform to ordain, to confirm uh, to decree uh, several of these things can relate to establishing something so maybe you know so maybe establish is a secondary definition that comes from the fact that it means to rise I don't know uh, so, I want to be honest and throw it out there that I could be off base and getting this definition wrong. So this is kind of where I see it at the moment. Now, the word picture, regardless of what it is, is the same. Now the word picture, kof, vav, mem, I had a couple of interpretations for this. The first one was the final mighty nail. And that hit me is like that's when it was established when the final nail went in Um, but another cool one that i had was at last joined with the water <laughs> and i i liked that uh beforehand because you know jesus is uh the rivers of life flow through my belly he is the river of life he's, he's the water of the word but I'm not going to go into it in detail right now. We'll, we'll save it for later if you want to talk about it. Uh, but Brad, you recently had a dream. <laughs> and I'm not going to share every aspect of that dream here, but I'm going to paraphrase just a couple pieces of it. And one, you explained to me that in the dream you were taking your children, one in each arm, mm-hmm. to a pool. And you went into the pool and it was waist deep for you. So the children, obviously their infants, they were going under the water. And it was explained to you by someone there. It's okay. It's okay. Basically, I'm paraphrasing, but someone was like, "It's all right." You know, you should try it. Basically. You should try it. And you went under the water too with them, and you were all just kind of floating in the water. But it, you, you, the way you explained it to me, it was, it was like when you were in it, you were in the center of a diamond, just kind of float. You could breathe. It was fun, and they were enjoying it too. And I got an image of this at last joined with the water. As, as being he's establishing and the cool thing was before I connected this I went I went back I I called you you can verify and we spoke for about an hour and I, I talked about your dream and one of the things I was I told you I believe was I think part of the dream if this is from God and he's sharing this with you is bring your kids along yeah he wants you to establish within them you know, uh, a godly heart and yep. the water, the word going in them. And then I connected with this Establish at last joined with the water. And I had that image came back to me. Now I, I had, there's another image too, that, that uh, I had heard long time ago as a kid. I would read a story about someone who went to heaven and came back. I don't know if he died or it was just a vision dream situation, but he, he saw this, this large river and, and what is this? And the person he's with says, that's the river of life. Uh, go ahead, go in. And he, and he goes in and it's not just wonderful, a refreshing, wonderful feeling, but he goes all the way in. So he's underwater and it's the river of life. He can't die. So he's in the river of life, completely submerged underwater, just being normal I don't know if he was breathing or if he's in heaven and you don't breathe. I don't know about that. But he's he's just in completely submerged and enjoying it. And that is what I connected to your dream too. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and I have more about your dream here in a second. But now... Nothing else is really defined about the covenant at this time. He just, God just says, I will establish my covenant with you. Again, it hasn't even happened yet. He's just saying, I'm going to. Uh, but we've already talked about uh, how it appears to be uh, with Noah only at this time. Now, I'm skipping ahead to show something here. Genesis nine, 9 and 9.10 show that God does establish this covenant and when he does he establishes it with Noah he establishes it with his seeds or his sons and 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 on and every living creature with them so genesis 9:9 9, 9 says as for me behold i establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you so We're after Noah. Everything that came after all of Noah's seed, Uh, and if you think about it, we're all Noah's seed because Noah was the only man on earth after all of this happened. You say we're all from Adam. We are, but really you can trace us back even uh, sooner than that. You can cut us all off at Noah because of the flood experience. I remember someone talking a while ago about genetically genetically uh, g- geneticists have been able to go backwards with genetics and they've traced us all back to one woman and pe- they were saying have we found Eve? And I'm thinking no, we nope. found Noah's wife. Right. Uh, but anyway, the point I'm trying to get here is he says "I in Genesis 6.18 I will establish, in Genesis 9.9 9, he does establish And there's much more to the Genesis 9-9 bit that we'll get into when we get to those verses. But what I want to point out, uh, why does God say, I will establish it? And then he does later because they had to go through the flood arc experience. God makes a promise. My my covenant will be established. He cannot establish it until they go through the flood. Mm Mm-hmm. At that point this is symbolic of the resurrection of the death and resurrection when which we could at last be joined together with God the the establishment of the covenant couldn't happen until that occurred and so if the covenant couldn't happen until that happened then what was that event that got them to the covenant What have we just been talking about?
1: The event that got them, oh, the... Go flood the flood
0: was the passing between the pieces of flesh. Okay. And this hit me. Okay, another part of your dream. You uh, you saw, you got the kids in the pool, and you're interested in another pool, and when you look at it, it's full of blood and gore, and you, you said in your, your email, it looked like a murder scene. Yes. and it really hit me for the first time i know the noah story i know the ark story but it really hit me how much death and destruction and blood and gore was going on all around them in that at that time and this is what hit me and uh, cuz you, you know you think of it as you know people are dying screaming you know there's death happening and God floods the world, but you just kind of as a kid anyway, you kind of imagine it as they're just washed away and it's just now it's just water and the ark and They had to pass between the pieces of flesh To get to the covenant on the other side and I saw all around the ark for the first time in my mind i saw it bloody and disgusting and just you imagine like limbs just floating on the water and and just a murder scene you know picture it that way and i saw noah and his family safely going through this and it just it, it brought it home to me in a visceral way that i'd never seen before um, they had to covenant, in order to covenant. Wow. They had you had to cut the flesh, and pass between, in order to get to that covenant. <clears throat> I've
1: always wondered why this is usually a kid's story. Because I, I, I mm-hmm. you're, you're painting a picture in my head right now. But I always wondered with that much death and destruction why was this why is this always a kids story this why do they choose this story as a kids story yeah i know and what it, you mean and they try to make it they try to make it you know kid friendly and and you know that they, they get through it and uh you know just this, the archie ark song and all that kind of stuff it's it's just it's a very positive happy thing but it it was
0: and it is a happy thing for the people in, inside. It's, you've saved us. Right. Hallelujah. And, and we have to remember that, you know, uh, everyone had a chance to get under the ark. Yeah. God, God didn't say, I'm sick of them. Now just shut them off. I'm just going to kill them all. We had to get to this point because of sin and corruption had gotten to such a place, it was threatening to destroy humanity itself. And God said in his grace and mercy, I'm not going to let that happen. Noah was the only one who found grace in God's eyes. Everyone else could have found grace. This isn't like God said, Noah, only you. Uh, I'm sick of everyone else. Everyone else rejected, hated, refused God. Uh, This this is not a story. I'm not trying to say what an evil, horrible person God is for doing this. This is justice. This is correct. This is correct. Uh, in that he gave them every opportunity to come onto the Ark. Everyone else refused.
1: And he gave them time. Yeah. These events don't happen just in, you know...
0: Yeah, he didn't say build an Ark, and he went down to Walmart and bought a <laughs> pre-fabricated Ark and just popped it out of the box and put right. it up. This took, you know, years. This took decades, you know, to, to build this thing. Everyone knew what was going on. Uh, and... So anyway, uh, any any final thoughts before I move on on that?
1: Just the same kind of thing. We have time. He's mercy. He's giving us time. Yeah. But there will come a point where the door of the ark will close, and the yeah. time is done. You know. So I
0: whether you believe in a pre-trib rapture, a post-trib, a mid-trib, whether you believe that the rapture is not going to happen, God's just going to end it all. The fact is, there's going to be an end point. There's going to be an Armageddon. There's going to be a, that's it. I've given you all the time I can. We're done. Everyone on that side, that's your choice. That's your choice. I didn't want it to happen, but you wanted it to happen. Uh, again, it comes down to free will and love. And God's saying, true love has to be your own choice, which means we can reject him. And if we reject him, we abide by the circumstances. Oh boy, we're getting off on another subject here. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, just a few more things I'm going to end with here. One is God says, "You shall come into the ark." That that direction, "come," means God's already there. It's like you shall come into the ark. It's like the he doesn't say, "Okay, you guys go. Go that way." He say like, he's it's come. It's it's an intimate thing. Uh it's like God's saying, "You know, come to me. Uh be joined with me in order to be safe. It's come into the ark. I'm here. I will protect you." But the other thing I noticed and this struck me. It, this really blindsided me. Um I had to admit I I had Some wrong thinking before this. These are the very first usages in the whole Bible of the words establish and covenant. I just realized for the first time in my life, covenant was not used or established with Adam. I had always, I think I might have talked about in some of these podcasts earlier, an Adamic covenant. Or, you know, or a covenant, you know, having covenant with Adam, I I may have. um, And it blew my mind because I went back to there. There's a rule when interpreting scripture. Go back to the first usage of that word. See how it's used. And then you can use that to help you interpret the word in any other verse. So I was going back to first usage. I said, okay, where, how was it used first? And I found out it's used first right here. This is it. And that threw me. It blew my mind. I was not expecting that at all. Um, Both establish and covenant. Now, both Adam and Noah are blessed with the same line, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. But Genesis 9.9 adds for Noah, as for me, and then God covenants with Noah. So I had, I was blindsided by this. Yeah. I, I thought covenant began with Adam and it has grown because we're gonna see covenant show up again in the Bible. We're gonna see it with Abraham, we're gonna see it with David, we're gonna see it many times throughout scripture. Uh we're gonna see it with Moses, you know, we're gonna see, we're gonna see covenant many times. And we're going to get into that. And I'm going to get into a little right here. But I I came up with a few ideas as to why this is the first place covenant has happened. And it hasn't happened earlier. Didn't happen with Adam. Um, So now, before I go on, I want to state clearly, this is me thinking about it. This is not the holy word of God came down and said, this is just my ideas. So take them with a grain of salt. But tell me what you think. The first is, there's no need to specify a covenant with Adam. Adam was God's child, and it was implicit. So, when I got married, when you got married, we covenanted with our wives. Essentially, we had to go through a legal process, a ceremony, documentation, whatever, because because me and my wife, you and your wife, you were separate individuals, separate legal entities. Think of it that way. We had to go through a process to get the states, to get the government, to get whoever, to recognize you are now legally a single entity. You are bound together. You are one legally. You know, and God says, you know, and we're talking even beyond what God says about marriage and all of that. Just getting the idea that we had to go through a process to become this covenanted arrangement. Right. There's no process that happens with a child. It's just yours. When the child is born, you would have to go through a process to separate yourself from the child legally, to become two different entities. But you and your child are one in that sense. you know there's no there's no need to covenant. it's just automatic right That's a part of you. Um, when my child was born, there was no parent-child ceremony or need or documentation needed to legally make him mine. There was stuff to fill out just for reference and, and clarification and we had to name him and that kind of thing. Uh, But uh, if, if I had said, no, I don't want him as my child. I would have had to, I would have had to legally gone through the process to make sure we stayed. we were, we were separated. And So is that why? There's just no need for a covenant. He was the child of God. He was the firstborn, you know, etc. Now, there's also a second thing I came up with, was Adam was sinless and lived in communion with God at first. So there's no need for a covenant. They just, you know, they're, they're just one without sin, just sharing everything automatically. However, that kind of falls into, if that's the case, then Adam falls. Why don't we have covenant right away? Because now Adam has sin. Why didn't God automatically say, "Okay, now we got to get you back. Let's let's set up this covenant." And even if not Adam, why doesn't it happen with Seth? Why doesn't it happen? So why does it wait until Noah before we have a covenant? So you know maybe that's a piece of it, uh, but but it's it that kind of to me had some flaws with that line of thinking. Now the third that I really like, and maybe it's a piece of all of these and more, uh, and maybe it's none of them—I I don't know. But Adam was an infant. Yes. Now this this goes beyond Adam being a child of God, because you know even as when Adam's like 500 years old, he's still a child of God. But this is Adam was an infant. Now we've talked about before. We've we've pondered. Is it possible that Adam, when God said the Bible says God formed Adam out of the dust of the earth, that He put cells together, just like cells, an egg and a cell joining in a womb, and those those cells grow and those become a fetus? And did God basically raise man as a fetus and a child, and and Adam grew up with God that way, or did did God create a fully formed adult male and then breathe the breath of life? Either way, it's irrelevant, because that's not what I'm getting at. The fact is, from his first breath, <gasps> whatever that was, whether it was, <coughs> pardon me, whether it was a fetus and a child and, and he grew up with God, whether he was an adult male, he was an infant. He was brand new to this world. And <coughs> we've kind of talked this about this before, I think, in pieces, but I'm going to talk about it now. The human race was an infant with Adam. Right. And the human race, all of our history, we as as humanity have grown. And as an infant, Brad, you have two infants right now. Is there anything that they can contribute if you decided to covenant right now? No. No. Everything goes from you to them you're their protector, their feeder, their provider, they're everything. You can say, "Oh, they give me uh, happiness in my heart when they smile at me and whatever." But there's no agreement on their side. There's no there, there's no, "Okay, I understand that this is we have a back and forth and I am obligated to give you something." There's none of that. Um so everything at this point is Yahweh to adam there is no there is no back uh, because adam and humanity is in its infancy so adam's not responsible for anything along that those covenantal lines now consider the age of humanity and is it possible that noah when we get to noah we've reached a point in humanity where Humanity is, represents a child or someone older you know, than an infant, a very young child that God can now covenant with that can actually give something back to him. The, the, the child is old enough to understand at least to a degree this covenant and can enter into the covenant in, in at least a small way. And we're gonna get into more of that when when the story when we hit the story where the flood is done and they come out and the covenant does get established. Uh but I think that that one out of all of these strikes me the hardest as, as being a reason why we don't have covenant until Noah and not before. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think I think you're
1: right I think you're probably right on all aspects, but because it can be that and so much more, but staying yeah. on that last thread here, I also see of it as as a journey. So, if immediately afterwards God says, "Adam, do you want to go into covenant with me?" Yes. I, can, does this get me back in the garden? How you know? Yeah. I think there needs to be time so that we can experience whether we really want to be in covenant with Him, or yeah. if we don't. Because ultimately, we have to make that choice. Each, every one of us has to make that choice. Yeah. But I think, you know, you just got kicked out of the garden. Yeah, I want to go back. This mm. sucks. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think, but if he gets put right back, because there's always the journey. You have to take the journey. If if God comes to me and and uh, I didn't have any tribulation my whole life, I had no troubles whatsoever and now I just get to go to heaven, do I appreciate it? Or do I have the tribulations and, I, and, and, and trials, and then I go to heaven and go, God, thank you so much for letting me be here. Yeah. I, ha- I have experiences and now tell me that this is so much better than what I had before. You know? Yeah. In a way, I, in a way I just see it as we had to grow up. And we had to get to a point where we've had enough experiences to make the choice.
0: So I've said I've said this before, and it kind of relates to what you're talking about. Two people are are in prison. Uh, they're going to go before a judge. The judge is perfect. They're going to be found guilty. They're both guilty. And one of them believes that, you know, he's not really guilty. It wasn't that a big deal. Or the judge is a pushover. Or, you know, who cares? Punishment's not that bad. You know, Whatever. The second person knows he's guilty, knows he's guilty, knows the judge is perfect, and is going to condemn him to death, and he deserves it, and he knows the punishment is death. And he's just, he's, he knows he's walking into death. You walk into the courtroom, and the judge forgives both. The first one is gonna walk out going, yeah, I expected that. you know, judges push over. He's not gonna take the redemption seriously. The second person is going to be weeping, is going to be crying, is going to be so grateful yep. for the gift that he just received. It's kind of what you're talking about. It, 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 am I right? It, it's like you. you we, we needed to be a place where we could covenant, where we're old enough to understand is kind of where I'm going with the infancy thing. And you're saying we had to experience, we had to get to that point where we could understand and we wanted to come back uh, rather than just... We had to understand. Uh, because I mean, let's let's look at it this way too. I mean, you like you said, Adam. Hey, you want to come back in the garden right away? Yeah, but I mean, look at we got we got to a point where Noah is the only one that wants to come into the ark, and that's the that, rest of the world says, No, I like what I got here,
1: and that's heartbreaking. That was the other point I was going to make. Is it's very heartbreaking that one person mm-hmm. wants that. Yeah. Because we can't even say for sure his family wanted it or if they were following along with
0: him. We can guarantee yeah.
1: that Noah wanted it.
0: Now, they could... Yeah, we don't know. Either way, I don't know. It, definitely, I, I would... I would say they experienced the ark and the journey. They had to be changed by that in some way. Well... Uh, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they were still so blind. I, we just don't know. I Yeah, I, I'm under the assumption that it would have to change you. Um... And we, do see, we are going to see a little bit more of them as we go on right. in Genesis here. But but for right now, yeah, we we don't know who they are either. At least changes a couple of them. I have a theory about one of them. <laughs> okay, so um, that's all I got for now. Um, any final thoughts on that before we wrap it up? I'm uh, just glad we're back. That was good. Cool. So... Yeah, I know. Cool. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, whatever. No. <laughs> um, well, hey, thank you so much, and once again, uh, really sorry for the gap uh, getting here for anyone who's been waiting patiently, hoping we put out more stuff. Um, but you know, thank you for any prayers you you would have sent our way. But for my part, I needed the refreshing. I needed the time. Um, as always, this has been Scott
1: and this has been Brad and this is not about us.